You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Spring is literally here, and that means spring sports season has all but arrived on Midco SN. This spring, we're proud to bring you live coverage of UND football, softball, and track and field, plus the latest news and interviews with the out-of-season teams that you care about. Stay tuned in the months ahead to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast, episode 30, Bill. We're giving this on a Monday morning, March the 18th. You know, it feels like spring outside, spring sports season is kind of kicking into gear. Uh, that also means we're, we're closing the door on the winter sports season. And that's that's always tough this time of year, balancing out, saying goodbye to seniors, saying goodbye to teams that have put so much into their campaigns. Uh, that's kind of where we're at, I think, on a Monday morning right now. Yeah, not, not used to it uh, happening this early. Yeah. Although the calendar's a little weird this year because it feels like St. Patrick's Day always was first round of the basketball yeah. tournament and St. Paul. And so so in some ways, I guess it could be a similar time frame in the calendar, but not necessarily from a scheduling standpoint. I think uh, expectation, certainly on the hockey side, is always we're going to be in the frozen face-off. And, uh, and that's, that's uh, unfortunately not the case this year and so uh so yeah prematurely i would say is a fair word that we've uh, we've ended the season yeah we're talking to you on a monday morning here in bill shaves office alongside the athletics director our producer david folsky i'm alex Seinert. we also have a special guest associate athletics director for operations eric martinson is here we're going to be talking about all sorts of things with marty here in just a little bit some things we won't we don't know about some things are going to be informed about life on the road life at home etc um we do want to talk about hockey and just just the weekend, of course, in Denver. First time, and a lot a lot of firsts kind of going on with that team. First time they'd have to go on the road, you know, in, during the NCHC play. First time since 2002 on the road for a first round playoff series. And now, yeah, first time not making it to St. Paul in the frozen faceoff. Not from a lack of effort, though. Two, if you can call it two losses, but two dominating performances. UND again, as has been the story of the entire season, vastly outshooting an opponent, controlling the puck, generating chances, but just not finding a way. To ever didn't lead, didn't lead for a, a minute in that contest in either game against the Pioneers, and coming out on the short end in those two contests out in Denver. Yeah, this you know the script seemed to be similar all year long, and that's a uh, you know not from lack of effort. Yeah. And uh, but you know what we all know is the bottom line's the bottom line, and uh, you know I think this program has a, a tremendous standard, and unfortunately we didn't meet it. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's about as simple as it gets. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Coach Barry and I will unpack it all and try to figure out. I know some of his quotes after the game was, uh, you know, he's got to kind of go through, you know, an A to Z, almost some soul searching in a sense as to as to maybe the reasons why. Um, And, you know, and and part of it could be just, you know, sometimes that's the way a season goes. And that's not what folks are going to want to hear by any stretch of the imagination. And that's not what our expectations are. But you know, we certainly played very hard all year long. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think maybe if you looked at the majority of the games, I'd say all but maybe two or three you could point to. But I'd say the majority played very, very hard, outshot most most of the time. This weekend was, what, 73-35, 31-17, and 42-28. That was 42-18. And so I didn't think it could get any, how should I say, worse on Saturday, but then the shots did get even, you know, yeah, there was more discrepancy, more, dispar- yeah. more disparity. Yeah. So it, it was difficult, Alex. I, you know, um, I feel for, for this team, I, they, they, um, 
they had high expectations, as we all did, and I know our fan base certainly does as well. And, and we're feeling for you. I, I, you know, we're we've got to we've got to make it right and get it get it going. And so uh, probably the last thing we all want to be is in in St. Paul, not seeing our team there. And yeah. so uh, so that that starts really. Uh, it started honestly. Uh, after the game on Saturday night, and uh, it's got to go forward, and we got to figure things out. Yeah, this seemed to be the case of, you know, it seemed that eventually, I think this, this the the early departures of high end talent, especially in the forward side, kind of finally caught up to North Dakota. When you see they've had a, at least one player leave eight seasons in a row now, early for the NHL draft, and they've just lost. I mean, we we did so many of these look back, you know, reminiscing moments with the seniors this past week, and there are five of them left, and they're talking about, hey, coming in with Brock Besser, and like Tyson Joe should have been on this team, and you think Shane Gerson should have been on this team if they would have stayed throughout. And we know, of course, going in that those high end guys aren't necessarily going to stay for four years, but when you have that constant transition of guys that are just built to score. Those guys just don't grow on trees, and they're not just going to be coming guaranteed every year, every year. And I think Coach is excited about some of the guys that are coming down the pike that have that mindset that could be first or second round guys with high offensive upside. But it just, I think they just, they just never quite found the guy to replace the scoring from that group that had left early. And it just, in the end, it just proved to be a little bit too much. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I think Brad and I are are sensitive to to not making it seem uh, as an excuse or a reason. I, that's really not the case, but it is factual. And I think yeah. the other side of it is, I think it takes a little bit longer for some to develop into that. And so sometimes you might need it. You might need a junior or senior who came in and has really developed over the course of time. And I'm bullish on what is going to occur moving forward. I really am. I, I, I think we're going to get back to hopefully potentially maybe getting some of those same sort of individuals coming in as recruits potentially. But then I also think the group that's going to be coming back, um, they're going to have a year under their belt. They, they've, they've been through a lot of these games and some struggles that probably um, I think will serve you well later on. Mm. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's horrible when you're going through it and you want it to just change right away. Yeah. But we, we ended up going through it. And you can point to, to certain, you know, games that you wish you had back. And, uh, but, you know, for whatever reason, we just, uh, you know, we couldn't find the back of the net at times. And then it just got really odd at the end. It really became if we scored first, it felt like we could win the game. And if we didn't, it felt like we were chasing the game. I, that's it. That's about I, that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and it, it's about yeah. as simple as it gets. And now moving forward, you know, you've got two goalies that have got significant amount of time this year, which is, you know, it, it feels like sometimes like a, an NFL team needs two good running backs or a CFL team needs two good quarterbacks because they have so many uh, games. But to have two really solid goalies, you know that you can uh, count on, and that's going to make for tremendous competition. And then, of course, if anything happens during the year, you know you can lean on the yeah. other one, which we've seen. I know the defensive core, for the most part, I think, knock on wood, uh, should be uh, in, in pretty good shape, and maybe even add to it to some degree. And then, uh, but again, it's I think it's our forwards have to grow, right? That we've got to get them to 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 an, in essence another level. And all this is not lost on Coach Barry for sure. And you know and, and 
and and we're gonna we're gonna unpack unpack it all and go A to Z and 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 make sure that there, if there's something that that needs to be done or or figured out, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, and those are conversations because I do want to ask people. I'm sure are curious how you do approach that when you do have a disappointing season from your chair as an athletic director. How do you kind of go through and, and parse that out and try and make those decisions of a, what what can be done to help yeah. improve things next year? What do you look at? I, you know, I, I think every AD does a little bit differently. Yeah. I, I you know I, I I guess if you were to look back, I I'd say I'd put. I, I, if you're going to put ads in buckets, I, I hope I'm I'm in the stabilized bucket. Hmm. I, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I don't get too high and I don't get too low. And and I think uh, you know I, I think if there's some things about a program that um, you know there's probably some things that you have to be very concerned about if if certain things are occurring. If 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 you're trying if you're doing all the right things and for whatever reason it just doesn't happen. You know, you, you, I think you just need to assist, help the program, help the, the, the student athletes that are in it and the coaches to figure out how can I be a, of help to kind of move this thing forward. And that's those are the conversations we need to have. And, and we will. We will because, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't think any of us are excited about driving to St. Paul and not seeing our team there. I think that's an accurate statement. I also think that's a really smart way to approach this because I think what you I think you hit it on the head. I think the process has been good. You can see the the results and the type of people that the team's bringing in and just the way that they care so much about the program and they're doing the right things and then the result just hasn't quite been there for whatever reason. It's just figuring out what small difference can you make to get over the top and yeah. that's yeah I think that's now the that's, a, that's a much better choice than just, well, but <laughs> than the, just but saying let's just chop some people and no, heads are going to roll no. and let's bring in a whole new team and no, a whole new staff no. I just, yeah, the, end, the, the end game is the end game though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean we do know that and uh, so we need to be sensitive to that as mm-hmm. well but at the end of it all um, you know I, I think you know moving forward I think we're going to uh, be incredibly hungry over the over the summer and uh i think the one the one key thing i I do believe this is that we've got to get off to a fast start next year and um i think it's important for this program to to kind of you know get success early um and and to kind of figure that piece of the puzzle out now sometimes you just don't know you know what you know lever you need to push for that to occur but i think um you know for us given what's transpired now for for this year and and, you know at the end of last year where unfortunately there were a number of tournament upsets and it kept us on the outside looking in from the regional standpoint you know we we have got to try to get off to a pretty pretty fast start and i I think that's uh there's got to be an urgency in our game and uh right right from jump and i i would say there's probably an urgency oh there's been an urgency probably since uh let's say the puck or the last whistle sounded uh, in Denver on Saturday. Yeah, well, October 5th against Manitoba, the next time that UND will take the ice, so a little ways between now and then. But um, even though, yeah, even though it was a disappointing season, still finished with an above 500 record. They outshot their opponents by double digits in 11 of their 17 losses this season. There's a lot of things that, you know, and like you said, a lot of people coming back. I mean, they'll lose five seniors, but a yeah. big core of that group will be back and, and hopefully ready to try and put things together and make that run and, and start that streak anew. The last, thing, last two things I'll say is, you know, there was just a wide variance of, of, of wins and losses too. beat mm. some really good teams this yeah. year. I mean, yeah. so you're going to, you're going to see that, you know, you're, someone's going to be hoisting an NCAA trophy this year and there's probably a good chance we beat them. Yeah. So, so there, there's that. And so, so let's let, you know, we've got to remember that to some degree. And, and the last thing I'll leave folks with is, you know, I know how much and how much our fan base cares about this program and our alums care about it. I can tell you being on the road with the team, and, and Marty can tell you this as well, 
that team cares about the history and, and what's transpiring with that program. It, 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 it was a quiet, it was quiet in Colorado. It was quiet in the area yesterday. It was quiet in Grand Forks. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it it's killing those guys. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they, they wanted nothing more than, than have success, but you know, for whatever reason, sometimes you go through these things and you know, you just have to be stronger on the other end. Yeah. That is the hope that, that you can learn from those experiences and come back better because of it in the end. Uh, a couple other UND athletics notes, um, softball on the road this weekend, uh, went two and four with the swing out to yeah. California and Washington finished on a good note, uh, sweeping on the final day of that particular stretch against Seattle and Portland State. 15 and 17 now overall. Again, it's a group that is slowly building towards conference play. I think when you look at that record, if you think if you ask Jordan Stevens, hey, you're going to be two games below 500 with all the weather that we've had playing all these teams that have been able to play outside with only one really non-conference swing left down to New Mexico, I think he'd probably take that. I think he'd be pretty excited about where the team is at. Totally, right and and I do see that uh, some of the other summit schools are getting some pretty good wins as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be a challenging uh, league season, but yeah, especially with a, a lot of the senior class that departed last year. So uh, a lot of you know new faces that unfortunately we haven't seen them in Grand Forks yet. I mean, we have <laughs> we have early in the morning when they're practicing, but not necessarily. Uh, how yeah. should I say outside and uh, yeah. in playing? So, uh, uh, but it, I think you're right. I think Jordan would would uh, would be excited about. Where he's at right now. Yeah, five games coming up down in New Mexico on March the 23rd through the 26th, and then Summit League play right after that in Omaha. Whether or not those games actually take place outdoors in Omaha, we'll we'll come to see. But one weekend left in non-conference play for softball, and then women's tennis. By the way, starting Summit League play on a high note, back-to-back wins on the women's side over Oral Roberts in Western Illinois down in Tulsa. They're nine and seven. Not a bad way to start off a new conference, playing well against a couple of decent teams. I think it's great. In fact, Eric serves as our uh, sports supervisor for both tennises. And so, uh, um, but yeah, and uh, the men will play uh, this Saturday at five o'clock at Choice. So hey, there we go. Uh, they will be. Uh, uh, there are only uh, home match this week against Illinois State. So, uh, so we'll have them in town. But yeah, both both teams playing pretty playing pretty darn well. Good, good. Anything else going on from an athletics note? No, no. In fact, uh, I, you know, it, it's funny. So uh, we were in Denver uh, and uh, we, we know at least, Alex, we have one podcast listener. So Wes <laughs> Matthews, who uh, who listens every week. So uh, shout out to Wes and his wife uh, live in Denver, and she's from Grand Forks, both oh, sure. UND folks, and uh, uh, said so they listen religiously or every every week. <laughs> and uh, we just started talking about kind of how difficult it was to get the team there. And yeah. as the three of us were talking, I said we need to get Eric on just mm-hmm. talking about that because it was challenging. There's yeah. no question about it. And kind of you get a little bit behind the curtain of kind of all the kind of the X's and knows that went on just to get our team to Magnus Arena. Yeah. Does Wes, by the way, listen to the end? Or does he stop about halfway through? He does listen to the end. He's kind of a <laughs> soccer guy too. I, I said, I, I mean, shout out he, to Wes. I, to I know. Do you? I mean, do you painfully go through it all? You know, he says he does, and so uh, good for him. Oh, Wes has got a lot of free time. Um, <laughs> well, let's yeah, let's talk about that. So obviously, Winter Storm again. Eric, Associate Athletics Director for Operations. You do a lot of different things. You wear a lot of different hats. One of them have been to kind of help facilitate some of these things. You've been the administrator on the road multiple times this year for UND Hockey. When did the discussion begin, knowing that the storm was coming with this particular road trip? Maybe we're not going to make it into Denver. Kind of talk us through that day on on probably Tuesday, Wednesday, even earlier in the week when you kind of knew this could be a difficult trip out to the Rockies. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's, a... 
That was a, a challenging one for us. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was. I mean, we're in constant communication with our our charter company and uh, just text calls, looking at forecasts, looking at different things. So, really starts Monday. Um, you know, a couple of days out, just saying, oh. This could be uh, this could be interesting. So, um, you know, working with our charter company and having them, hey, when can we get the plane? What times are the best? What windows work work for us? Things like that. So, uh, Tuesday night was when we were really starting to get a little nervous, knowing that we were having kind of two storms, which w- we've handled before. Like when we when we go off with football or hockey or things like that, like we're always monitoring. You know, one system. This time was a little different with two systems coming in, um, knowing that things weren't going to be great in Grand Forks, but we needed to get out before that happened. But yeah. then the Denver Denver uh, system moving in. Um, so, you know, with flying, it's it, it's kind of crazy because you can you can assume or you can, you know, you can plan it out, but you always have to say that you're going, you know, hey, plane's going to be here, everything's going yeah. to take place. So, um, you know, it was status quo for, you know, we were aware of everything, but it was status quo we were leaving at four o'clock on Wednesday, and that that was our best window of opportunity. And then, you know, everyone say, "Hey, Denver is getting getting hit hard. They're going to close the airport." Well, we can't say we can't cancel our flight until that airport is actually closed. So, um, everyone's kind of just monitoring everything, and and we we get up to about four o'clock, and I get we get the team on the bus, and team arrives or gets on the bus from the Ralph, um, gets to the airport, we board the plane, everything is somewhat okay we're on the phone constantly with the flight operations crew and and uh so everyone's on the plane and i'm standing there with the pilot uh and he gets a call and i just knew right away i said that's not good um so he he gets the call hey we're gonna you know we're gonna ground the plane um in grand forks because of the denver storm and you also have to monitor uh, flight time for pilots. So that's another thing oh, that we sure. can't just say, well, let's let's hold it out. Let's leave at nine o'clock tonight, whatever it is. They had already flown the plane in to come get us. Mm-hmm. So he's already on the clock. So, and there's not, I mean, there's pilots all over the place for, for North Dakota, but University of North Dakota, but um, none that were going to fly that plane. So we had to be wary of that and, and the, the crew and their crew um, with all that stuff. So he gets a call. They said, we're going to ground you. And, and I said, no, you're not. And he kind of looks at me, and I was like, do you know what's coming into Grand Forks? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I need to let the guys know again. We can't, we won't get out of here until Friday. And I said, yes, you are correct. We're not leaving. So I said, I said, I don't care where we fly to. We need to get out of Grand Forks now because the rain was actually already past Fargo. Oh, sure. So we're watching this thing just slowly creep up from up um, I-29. And uh, he's like, where do you want to go? I was like, give me an airport close to Denver. I don't care. And I'm trying to, I'm like, I hope Brad is okay with this. Like, I hope everything you just, you know what I mean? And, and they trust me. And, um, I'm in constant communication with uh, the director of hockey ops, Pat Swanson. And, and we just knew we needed to leave. So I told the pilot, I said, just fly us anywhere. I don't care. Just get us out of here and we'll figure it out from there. So we checked Grand Junction. We checked Cheyenne. We checked Colorado Springs. The craziest part about the storm in Denver is it just kept circling. Yeah. There was some low pressure over by Omaha and Nebraska. So it just kept circling and circling and not going anywhere. So we checked four or five different airports. And then finally he gets a call and uh, he goes, Albuquerque. And I said, New Mexico? <laughs> Of and course. he goes, yeah, he funny. Goes, he goes, funny. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yep. And uh, and he, I said, Albuquerque? He goes, Albuquerque. Do you want to go to Albuquerque? I said, 
let's go to Albuquerque. <laughs> and we grabbed our bags and we walked on the on the plane and and I look at Brad and he just I knew Brad's thing was we got to get out. Yeah. And that was our all of our our biggest intention. So we uh I looked at Brad and I looked at Pat and I said we're going to Albuquerque. And uh we all just kind of had a semi chuckle and and started planning from there. So we had about 10, 15 minutes to get the paperwork done and, and everything to change our flight plans from Denver to Albuquerque. The, Dan Johansson and, and Pat Swanson are now on the phone trying to figure out buses because mm-hmm. we got to get from Albuquerque to Denver mm-hmm. um, as soon as we can. So it's only we're a 500-mile trip. Not, yeah, not yeah, big no deal. big deal. Through the mountains and everything else, through the, <laughs> the New Mexico-Colorado Pass. and uh, It was wild, but, I mean, the, those are the things that, that we just ha- you just have to deal with that adversity yeah. and just kind of just figure it out. Um, thankfully, we got a bus company, so there was a bus waiting for us mm-hmm. um, right there. So it was... It was uh, it was pretty bizarre for a while, but you know we we took off okay and and uh, got in Albuquerque and it was you could feel the storm from there with with the wind and everything else and and they actually got snow that night um, up up in Santa Fe, team stayed in Raton. Um, it was uh, it was pretty wild, but the, you know a lot of the student athletes that was it was pretty cool they 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 all kind of had fun with it. You know yeah. what I mean? They took it in stride. And um, you know, a lot of them said it was just a good bonding experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing something that you're not normally doing kind of out of your routine, but still pretty, uh, pretty cool. I mean, some of the, the footage that we got for uh, you and the insider with uh, the bags on, on in the middle of the, the, the area. I mean, the bus that we got was the only bus available yeah. and it was great and they were awesome, but it wasn't as big as we're used to. So we have hockey bags in the aisles and guys are watching uh, team footage on, on top of stuff and doing homework <laughs> and just trying to cram in there. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty bizarre, but um, yeah, it, it worked out. So then we get to, uh, we go stay in Raton, team stays in Raton. The highways are still closed. Mm-hmm. We still don't know how we're going to get to Denver. So thankfully with, with Brad's, you know, the, the hockey community and, and Brad's uh, um, kind of network, we, we called Frank Sartori, got a practice time in, at Air Force and had to work out through, we all had to get cleared um, for the base and things like that. And <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's just always, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's always, there was always oh, something man. that we tried to do. There's always something on top of it. So, uh, Pat Swanson and, and Brad did a great job of, of stick handling through that. And, um, you know, we, they practiced at Air Force, had a good, good practice. And um, right at about that time, you know, Josh Fenton, the, the NCHC commissioner, was in contact with us because he lives in Colorado Springs. Right. So he was a good, you know, him and Verna from, from the office were, were great assets to, to kind of lean on for hotel rooms and, and just just updates because we, we didn't know. Um, so right about the time we, we ended practice, we, we knew the highways were finally going to open up open up uh, mid-afternoon. So we uh, then we took the, the trip up to Denver. So we got to, got to Denver around uh, mid-afternoon Thursday. Um, and then kind of got back into to routine, but it was, yeah, it was it, every, every fix we had, there was always something attached to it. It was like, Oh, well you worry about this or, yeah. you know, we're, we're going from Raton to, to Colorado Springs. They're like, well, the pass isn't great because of the storm and, you know, just the different things that, that you had to think of that we're not, not used to, or not planning to, to think of that stuff. But, um, you know, hats off to everyone that was involved. It was, it was a pretty wild ride, but it was. We got it done. We got it done. <laughs> what, what Eric's really, uh, you know, and he started really halfway through the deal because really the week before is when he and Ernest was really 
trying to figure it out because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what was there probably about an 85% chance we probably were going to go to Kalamazoo. Yep. Well, right. That's it too. And yeah. So, yeah. So, so there's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so then we had to kind of figure out and, uh, all right, oh, we're heading west now, not, not, not east. And mm-hmm. so there was that piece of the puzzle and you had to kind of figure out whether or not there was an aircraft uh, you know, available to go that yeah. way. And then ultimately, then we had to navigate the weather. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know the postseason, not knowing where you're going, and, and trying to trying to get all of those pieces to line up and and the stars to align. It's there's a lot of luck on your side, um, but it's a lot of planning. I mean, right after the game, when we knew when we knew we were going to Denver, it was right after our game, and we were we started the planning process. Then we're texting and calling and and emailing our charter company and and doing different things, checking out different options. What what can we do here? How do we go here? You know, what what is what's the best safest way possible? And yeah. and it's uh it starts yeah weeks in advance, just kind of getting the prep prep work, just knowing okay if you host you you. You want to be hosting, but there's a possibility. You have to go through all those possibilities, and those are the things that we try to just play in our heads and, and try to plan as best as possible. Yeah. Was this the? I mean, you've done this for different teams, of course, for a while, and have kind of yeah. been a part of this process. Was this the wildest one you've ever had to this kind of is, navigate? This through? is the wildest one. This is the wildest <laughs> one. I think we had a football one where like a, a catering truck ran into the plane, and we had to kind of kind of audible and, and get a different aircraft and stay somewhere. But this is the wild. Yeah. Like when. It was the pilot and I, and he goes, you want to go to Albuquerque? And I said, let's go. Let's go. And uh, at that we, moment, you yeah, knew, ah, this yeah, is new territory yeah, for us. For yeah. sure, for sure. So, no, it was, it's, it's a great experience. But, yeah, it's uh-huh. like I say, it's a lot of planning goes into it, but yeah. a lot of luck has to be on your side, too. Yeah. So thankful for that. Well, we ended up uh, in, you know, it just it's funny. It, air travel is air travel or yeah. travel is travel. Yeah. And so you just, you know, no matter what the mode is, there could be always be an issue. Right. And just, uh, like we were heading to, uh, Greeley mm. and that's when the pilots wanted to talk to us. Yep. And I, this just in probably, I'm not sure how much you really want the pilot talking to me, right. you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean at, at that stage, but they were awesome. They were just giving us a heads up as to what was transpiring at that point And just, you know, kind of the weather piece. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's, uh, it, it really is. It's, it's trip by trip. And yeah. for us this year too. And the one thing, mm-hmm. you know, Eric's got to kind of deal with to some degree is he may not be on the trips with everybody, but it seems like every trip we've had so far, there's been something yep. like w- with all of our teams going right. different places. Yep. Well, when you think about just the weather and yeah, the basketball team having to, instead of flying to they Western Michigan doing the cold, they had to do the bus. They, yep. We had Omaha up here, of course, last weekend mm-hmm. having to stay in the Ralph because the interstate yep. was closed. There've been a lot of them. It feels like obviously yeah. during this past weekend, you and the hockey wasn't the only team that was affected. Colorado college couldn't even get out of Colorado. They had to move right. that game back a day. Yep. Yep. Weather just messes with, Mm-hmm. travel plans so much this time of year certainly and yeah. over the course of the winter in this part of the country you really do kind of have to be on your toes and be on top of things or else yeah. our teams would never get anywhere and yeah. there, there would not be games it yeah. would be kind of a nightmare and you got to worry about teams coming in you got to worry about exactly. officials i mean yeah. especially in the summer yeah. league summer league this year um just trying to get officials here yeah. um has has been tough you know you get the basketball teams that come in the night before they're on a bus so it's a it's a little easier to kind of navigate through that but i mean there's sometimes officials are coming in day of from who knows where Missouri or Omaha or, you know, they're flying in. It's, it's, it's a scramble, but I think everyone does. It's a, it's great collaboration through the the conference, the visiting teams, our buildings, um, different things that we have to just kind of all be in constant communication. Um, a lot of times, you know, we, we start that process really early. Uh, chief Eric Plummer does a great job from our, our, um, campus 
letting us know, kind of giving us the, hey, this is what's coming. Let's be aware of this. And then we kind of stay in contact uh, with them and say, okay, we got four teams on the road. This is where they're flying to. We have all that information ahead of time. Um, so a lot of times we're just navigating and staying in communication. I mean, a lot of times if a flight's delayed, a flight's delayed. Yeah. We can't do a whole lot, you know. Um, but then we just try to, to reboot and, and keep everyone safe and, and do all that stuff. So it's uh, game days and, and uh, travel days are, are pretty wild around here. But we all work together, senior staff in different areas are, are always in constant communication on, on what's going on and, and how to take care of it. And you just you just got to handle it and deal with it, take it, <laughs> take it in. Okay, what's the issue? Where do we got to go? Yeah. And, and we go for there. So, But you're at the lens of making sure everyone's safe is first Absolutely. and foremost. That's that's the first uh, lens you look through. Yep. But even volleyball, not making it to Denver this well, year, right. that, yeah, was yeah. that was the first time I've had a game canceled or mm -hmm. Mark Pryor since 9-11. Yeah. Like in that scenario, yep. we just couldn't get there. It, I mean, it was crazy. Yep. And then, of course, Western Illinois with mm -hmm. men's basketball right at the beginning, right, yeah. right at the beginning of the uh, Summit League play. So yep. just it just was a it's been a strange year. Yeah, yeah. This is the strangest. I, I mean, I've been a part of athletics or part of UND athletics since '05 in, in different capacities, and I've never ever seen a, a season like this or a winter like this from the the travel landscape of of just the different things. It's just it was it was pretty wild. So and. We might have more. Never know. Um, so Eric, so obviously with your position, how yeah. much, if you were going to put a percentage label on it, how much of your time or yeah. what effort gets devoted to this? Because obviously you're doing a lot of yeah. other things, certainly in yeah. this role. How much of it is trying to map these things out for our teams and for teams that are coming in? Yeah, it depends on, you know, the, the week. I mean, last week we had no home competitions. Everyone was on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so it just really depends on the, the week and the weather, but it's, it's constant emails, texts, yeah. calls, things like that. So um, I don't know if you can put a percentage onto it, but it's, it's quite a bit of just just staying on top of it and just knowing where people are and things like that and it's I'm probably I mean there's times I'm in the middle of the hockey game and, and I'm working with you know a tennis team on okay let's try to get hotels here let's figure this out you can leave tomorrow morning this roads are closed these roads are closed you know so it's it's a lot of I'm doing a lot of it while doing other things too so it's <laughs> it's pretty wild but but yeah it's quite a bit it's a hundred percent of it when it's going on. Yes. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it yep. just is because you got to get it to the place where you feel like you can leave it. Yep. And sometimes yep. you're just in it in real time and mm -hmm. you go, all right, we're still in it. Yeah. We're still in it. And, you know, can, can we get officials here? Can right. we get, yeah. then you feel like, okay, it's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow at three? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow at three. Officials are here. Yep. I think they're in hotels. Okay. Yep. We can now leave it there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's checking. It's, it's getting to a point to get to the next point a lot of times. Cause I can't jump certain things. I can't hurdle certain things. It's yes. Officials are here. Now let's go to the next thing. Yeah. Can, can the team get here? Yes, we can do this. Okay. Let's go make sure we have staff, things like that. So it's, I can't, it's, it's, it's not all at once. You kind of have mm -hmm. to, piece by piece and in fact we had a one. we we had a coach and and good for them is uh almost wanted to hurdle from one to three mm -hmm. and it's like during this process it's it's methodical it's yep. like you got to go one to two to yep. three to four to yep. five and even though you 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 are thinking you need to get to five you don't know it because right. if you get to five and you don't all of a sudden do two three and four you might find yourself back at two yep Yep. And so, um, so it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yes. It's fun. Uh, 
Fun. Yeah, that would be the word I would use. Yeah, right? yeah fun. Well, yeah, you better fun have one. a good sense of humor. Well, yeah. you can't. You can't not. I'm sure yeah. if you didn't have a good, right. just just a good view, a good worldview yeah. of what's yeah. going on to not get so stressed out. Because it is. I mean, this is a stressful Absolutely. job when you're working with a vast number of people in yeah. different areas and trying to figure out And Eric does a great job. It's ultra yeah. communication, and you just make sure people are safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, you start there. Yep. And then after that, everything kind of falls into place. Yep. And if, if, if it... Worst case scenario, it's a postponement or something. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. But I mean, yeah. you're never going to put someone in our harm's way. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's the best part about this for you? Like, what do you enjoy most about either the travel side of things or yeah. just just what your job entails here at the university? Just athletics in general. I, I just enjoy just being around the people and the student athletes and, and seeing, you know, competition and, and uh, student athletes working hard every day. Um, I think it's one of the coolest things is, you know, seeing all the teams work hard, but seeing like softball coming at 515 in the morning and, yeah. and working out and then seeing those results really relay onto the field um, or onto the, the court or the ice or whatever it is. It's, it's seeing hard work pay off um, and sometimes not in the win, wins and loss record, but, but other things, you know, you see the smiles on their faces, they're having a good time and we're giving a good opportunity for them. That's, that's the fun part of, of what we're doing. And cause I know all the behind the scenes stuff that, that takes place into what actually goes into a game, you know, a practice, a championship, yeah. whatever it is. And, and, and that's, that's really enjoyable. So. So yeah. there you go. So you want to be an athletic director. Yeah. <laughs> we start a lot of our calls with, so you want to be an athletic director. <laughs> and then and you, then deal you with go it. from there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, That's man. all you can do. Um, one cool thing, too, so obviously along with all of the administrative stuff yeah. that Eric does for the university, you also are a part of the stack crew and have yeah. been kind of overseeing that group for a long time yeah. for UND hockey. Yeah. It's sort of the it's the gold standard in right. this conference. You get to yeah. go to the St. Paul, of course, every year. You represent the conference and, and call on the stats. Yep. How, first of all, how did you get hooked up with that? Obviously, you were yeah. a goalie in high school. You yeah. loved the game. But how did you get hooked up with doing that at the Ralph? And how did this evolve into what it is now? Yeah, so like I said, I've been, I've been with athletics since 2005. I started uh, I started before even my first day of, of first day of classes yeah. uh, at UND my freshman year. So um, I, had, I had some friends like Jake Brandt was a he was a senior. He's from Rozo, um, knew him, kind of got kind of got set up through there and, um, you know, working with the, the media relations crews and, and, and stats. And I enjoyed numbers and, and things like that. So I got put on the stat crew really early and and uh, actually met my wife on the stat crew and, and things like that so um it's it's i owe a lot to the to the stat crew to the stat crew to the stat crew but uh, yeah i've just been doing it for so long and and i started in the final five um i think 2006 was my first year doing the wcha final five and then every year it was kind of okay eric you can take care of this you can take this on we want your crew to be doing it so very uh it's a cool opportunity for that so yeah stats have always been kind of it's funny, I, I, people think that's my full-time job, and it, yeah. and it really isn't. It's actually kind of my hey, like I need as long as I can take care of, take care of everything else going on. And credit to the Ralph for being able to do a lot of the the heavy lifting on on that side of things, where I can get you know be in the press box and do stats and things like that. So it's kind of part of my job, but but yeah, it's more of like a hobby where I can just yeah. hey, we're good at this, and and people. People know that we are kind of. The, I'd like to think we're the gold standard. I've, we've done two frozen fours and mm-hmm. and every uh, postseason conference tournament since 06. So um, just kind of a fun thing to do, and it, we really enjoy it, and we think we're pretty good at it too. Yeah. So it's it's good times. People good agree. Times. I mean, obviously, yeah. they keep asking you yeah. back. So. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You find out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> right? You either yeah. get the invite or you don't. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Um, that is such a cool crew. Brad Schlossman did a great article. It must have either last year or the year before kind of about your team and how mm. it is. And people just keep coming back and it's yeah. kind of the same crew. And sometimes you have to bring in new blood. But right. you've yep. just been working together for so long yep. with this tight-knit group that you kind of run like a well-oiled machine. As Absolutely. You, as you yep, yep. Yeah, and we, we uh, you know, we learned a lot from, you know, the U of M guys that, that I've worked with when I first started it. And, and we kind of set, you know, we have, a, we have a staff. There's some people that try to do it with two people or three people. Mm-hmm. We, we do have the bodies that work and we have people that have been doing it for so long that it just does, you know, it, it, it's a well-oiled machine that, that we can get done. We do make mistakes, and, and people let us know on Twitter, hey, that wasn't a shot. Are you kidding me? Or, that, you're, you're padding the stats. Like, no, we're actually looking at it from this, you know, yeah. the, the face-off win is a face-off win, you know, different things like that. But uh, it's, it's, stats are interesting. It's, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder sometimes. But we try to, we try to keep it black and white. Yeah. There have been once or twice this year on and over the last couple of years where there will be either a call or, or something stat-related than Jake. Brant, yeah. who obviously you just talked about a yeah. moment ago, will say something about like how, I don't know if that was a whatever. Right. And then typically either something will change or there'll yeah. be, we'll see a replay and like, yeah. oh yeah, that was a shot. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, that yeah. was a deal. It almost always seems to swing back. <laughs> and we always like, don't question Martin. Yeah. Don't, why, why, you know yeah. better by now yeah. at this point. Yeah, we, uh, we like to keep the integrity of the game in check and make sure that, you know, why keep stats if you're not going to do it right? So yeah. that's that's the biggest thing that we do. And, and, and a lot of times there, are, there have been some games where I, I do need to make sure that my my job, my, my associate AD for operations for the game actually goes on. So if I'm working with the officials or visiting teams, you know, I've had some people step in and, and, and step in like Alec Johnson has done some of the inputting and stuff like that. So I, I make sure that my job is, I mean, that stuff is, if something goes crazy, if you ever see me running at an event, that means it's not going well. If you see me standing there, that means my job, <laughs> things, is, are good. things are going well. So, so same with the football or anything like that. Yeah. But um, so people have stepped in and, but it's, it's that, that culture piece that we try to, keep 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 going so yeah. it's good that is one of my favorite things I, obviously during most UND home hockey games I'm a, a level above where Eric is I'm above the, at the top press box mm. level calling the game but when CBS comes in on those Friday nights I usually sit kind of in the press box area mm-hmm. and you get to see the stats crew and how it, it is it is such a all-encompassing type thing where you've got there's a lot of conversations yeah. when there is a close call guys are looking there's a replay monitor you guys mm-hmm. are literally like watching back the footage Absolutely. just to make sure we get everything yeah. right they work obviously extremely hard and do a phenomenal job yeah. so thank you well done we hand try. claps golf thank claps you. golf claps appreciate it <laughs> oh anything else from Marty Bill stuff on your plate or anything else we should know about about you about this position about kind of what's going on in your yeah. world no the only other thing is that they've done a great job with regionals and they'll be yeah. one this that's year right. with yes. Fargo regionals that's right. so uh, that's coming Coming up in a, yeah. in a couple of weeks, and so yep. uh, uh, I know there's a, still a few tickets available, right, Marty? Absolutely. Yep. So if yep. people are interested in going down, and uh, for sure uh, um, they can probably get them online at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, I'm the tournament director uh, for the NCAA regionals. Um, we put them on. We we enjoy putting them on. We want to put our best. You know, put put us in the in that limelight and, and do and do a good job for the NCAA and for for everything else so tickets are available um and uh we we should have some good hockey down in Fargo yeah. so tournament director uh Kyle Dobrowski is the assistant tournament director he does a great job with the tickets and kind of that external piece of it um and we're just going to put our best foot forward and and put on a good show so it's it takes a it's a lot of uh planning and, and and communicating with the NCAA and Shields Arena and and everything else and uh um, yeah, we enjoy doing it. The yeah. good news is uh, we've done it in Fargo before. Yep. So yep. La- last year was a little bit uh, trickier, right? Yeah, last year was in Sioux Falls. Um, that was a little bit ways away. So if you forget something or you need to grab something <laughs> back home, it's it's not a quick trip like we've had. But uh, yeah, it just takes a lot of planning and and uh, we have a great staff that that's done a lot of it before and Shields Arena has done it before. Um, so we don't want to just hit 
you know, repeat, copy, paste, but we want to make it better from, from the last time. And, and that's what we do. And, and it should be a great event. Yeah. Third straight year that you and you'll be the host of, yeah, Fargo two years ago, Sioux Falls last year, Fargo again this year. Yep. I don't believe they've got those dates set out now for the next couple of seasons. Obviously the hope is though, to still continue to bid, to still try and be a host yeah, we, in, we, in, the, in the immediate future. Yeah. We certainly uh, put our hat in a ring, so we'll see what happens. It's in the NCAA's hands at this yep. point. Yeah, something to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, Marty, we appreciate you sticking sticking around and, and dropping by and yeah. talking about all these things. It's great. Thanks um, for having if me. If you want to stick around and talk soccer, that's what we'll probably transition into <laughs> next. <laughs> you, can keep, you can keep the headsets on, but we can flip it to the B quick, There you right? go. There you go. Oh. Well, um, as we as we look at the B side of things, obviously March Madness now is going to be kicking off. Bracket selection came out yesterday. Kudos to CBS for making it kind of the normal one-hour selection show instead of trying to make it into an interactive experience with Pizza Hut and audience members. Um, your thoughts as the bracket came out yesterday, Bill, if anything stands out to you? Well, I, you know, I, I was a little surprised, maybe, maybe that the three ACC schools got ones. Maybe. Uh, maybe I mean, maybe SEC, I thought maybe was going to get one. I don't know. Or, or I don't know. Um, everything else seemed about okay. Um, interesting uh, that the Bison go down and, uh, and play in Dayton, which mm -hmm. is really huge for the Summit League because that's a full share if they win. Yeah. I mean, that is huge. And so I'm just saying that's the truth. And so, you know, I, I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah. And, you know, can I say, when you say full shore, explain to our readers or our listeners sure. what that means. I don't know exactly what the share was, uh, will be this year, but if you win a game, you get what's called a share for the game. And then that gets give that, that is given to your league and it spreads out over Marty, a four or five year period. I think it's, yeah. I think it's four years. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it, it basically, you, you get that over the course of time. And last year I think it was worth like 1.7 per 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 win and million. so million, million dollars yes. yeah and so we we could do a whole pod on this if you wanted yeah to. absolutely i mean it, it, we could do a whole pod on so le, there's 68 teams right 68 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's times 10 let's just say 680 over the last 10 years you would like to know how many of those are power five slots i'm going to guess something like 580 mm. part of it is there's a financial game going on here at the end of the day, if you end up getting X amount of shares, it goes to your league. Sure. You could technically then take a portion of those and make sure that those are your guarantee dollars for the next year. Mm. What happens with guarantee dollars? You pay people to come to you. When they come to you, what's the chances of winning? Oh, it's about 68% yeah. in basketball. So at the end of the day, you do okay in non-conference games, go 500 in your conference, guess what you are? Back in one of those 68 <laughs> slots. So that that's that's quite that's, the cycle right there. That is the cycle. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I mean, I, that is the cycle. It's just it just that's what it is. And so, you know, for a, a team to potentially get an at large from a non power five is immense. It's an immense upset, yeah. an immense upset. So if you are us or say an NDSU through this process that wins the summit, because if we had won the summit, we would be in Dayton as well. Mm -hmm. If NDSU story. was there, we yeah, would have been yeah. there. Mm -hmm. But you have a shot to win that game. Exactly. You do, you just do. And so, you know, you, you might say, boy, that, that's, a, that's a tough break for the summit league. Mm, yeah, maybe. Not so much. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. You know, you never know. Yeah. Plus, plus, the other thing you get is you get the, the night. You get the night. I don't You're even the know. show. When are I mean, they playing? I don't even know when they're Wednesday playing. Night. They're Wednesday night. Wednesday night against North Carolina okay. Central. Okay, yep. and so they, they, the winner plays, I think, Duke, right? Correct. Uh, on Friday? 
Yes. So, so you got Tuesday, Wednesday, and then obviously Tuesday plays on Thursday and Wednesday yep. plays on Friday. So, yeah, I, so it's kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, that was about the only thing I was kind of interested in yesterday to see where, in a sense, the summit was going to get slotted. And so everything else, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Are you a bracket guy? Will you fill no. out one of these? No. Okay. I haven't done it in 20 years. That's fair enough. I, I, I do. Obviously, you couldn't do one for. I didn't do it since Rick Neuheisel had that yeah, whole That's issue. probably a good. That's probably. I, a I just wise you know because here's the deal. At the end of it, you can say um, I saw Bill's bracket. No, you didn't. I, I haven't filled one out in 20 <laughs> years. I mean, no, you didn't. So now you can say, well, that's taking it to an extreme because you can you can still fill out a bracket. Yeah, if you're just college for fun. Athletics. Yeah, yeah, of you course. Just, you yeah. can't participate. Can't yeah, yeah, just can't bet on it. That's it. So uh, and I have no problem. You should do it. I mean, to some degree, if that's what it makes you interested in following the tournament. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'll get. I, it's been okay the last. 10 or 20 years. I just yeah. watch the tournament. Yeah. I just root for just fun games. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it fun when you don't have a stake. Sometimes, honestly, like it's, it's a fun enough tournament. You don't necessarily have to have anything on the line to enjoy a crazy month of basketball. And It'll be crazy. Yeah. Those first two Always days is. are nuts. Best, I mean, really best sports days of the year. Oh, really. I mean, it's, you know, and if you really think about it again, it's a 351 schools having an opportunity at some stage of the game. And every one of them, I guess, as long as you're in a league, you, you generally have a pathway to this yeah. thing called the bracket. But some pathways are a lot harder than others. Yeah. And so, uh, and if you do make it there, it's kind of cool yeah. for your school. Oh, it was, I know, it was unbelievable to go with UND to Salt Lake in 2017. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a special experience. You played great. Oh, played great against Arizona. No, they really, really had a good shot in that played game. Played great. Like that's the type of stuff that for for those student athletes who got to experience that, for the fans that got to go, for the families that got to see their kids participate in that, and I think for alumni too. I mean, obviously, you, you, you there's a ton of pride when you see your team and that name pop up on Selection Sunday, and you hear Greg Gumbel make the announcement that you're playing such and such. And but that was it was awesome. Yeah, it's a special special deal. Hopefully, UND can be a part well, of that again. The, the year before that, Eastern had made it. And, well, yeah, uh, yeah. and. Uh, I, I, I thought we had a chance to sneak up on Georgetown until our coach predicted a win on the Jim Rohn show. Oh. That wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I never saw a more, how should I say, focused team yeah. in my life. And where they had me sitting, I, their bench was like right there. And ooh, they were yeah. focused that night. And still, still, still had a shot, but was not going to sneak up on them. Yeah. Oh. You know, you got to have a little luck. I mean, mm -hmm. last year with the whole UMBC thing, yeah. I think Virginia's best player was out. I, I do believe I, that's accurate. I believe. And so, you know, the way Virginia rolls, they're just so good on defense that having your best offensive player out was, was yeah. tough for them. Not that that's an excuse, but that did Made help. a difference, though. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, this tournament's so much fun. Yeah. It really is. And then the ladies tonight, I'll be interested to see if the Summit gets two teams in. Yeah, and they, they, they should. should. They really should. They should. At least all the projections that I saw had South Dakota State as a six and South Dakota as a as a seven or an eight. So they comfortably, and we've seen a lot of different stuff where the debatable eight, they were calling it, of like the eight teams that were on the bubble. And South Dakota wasn't even a part of that group. Really? I think they're solidly in based on could, their Could their win RPI. a game or two. I think they both could make it into the Sweet 16 without too much trouble. South Dakota State's been as high as a seven before, and they've won two tournament games. I, I, there's there's precedent there, and both of those teams are good enough, I think, to make things interesting. It, it's sure. exciting, and 
and then I, and I was talking to my counterpart at Denver. Of course, if both of them make it, then I think Denver gets the bid for the That's WIT. right, as the three seed. That's right. Yes. You know, so, so there's that piece of the puzzle too. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. I think that's one of the nice things. UND has been a beneficiary of that too a couple of years ago. The women won the regular season in the Big Sky. Didn't win the tournament, but got to go to the WNIT. Those are great experiences. And they are. You know, I, I think, you know, for us here, and, and I've talked to a lot of my counterparts as well and folks uh, that are in our department and in our coaches ourselves, you know, I, I think we've kind of, we're at 98% that we're an NCAA or NIT, WNIT team. I, I think, you know, I guess there's times when maybe you delve into some of the other tournaments to some degree, but probably fewer and far between after you've made the tournament already. Yeah. I mean, because once you've kind of tasted that to yeah. some degree, and then I think you're still, the NIT still has some cachet to it. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you need a, at least um, a, a balance uh, on the lady side. So the WNIT makes a lot of sense. And so um, I, I can't, it kind of feels like that's where we're at to yeah. some degree. There's that great Kramer line from Seinfeld years ago when Cosmo Kramer had been playing golf at the country club and couldn't, you know, didn't want to go back to play the public courses. He's like, yes. I can't go back. I won't. <laughs> I won't <yeah. laughs> Once you've tasted that, I know. It's that Hulu ad campaign right now. Like, we're going to ruin TV for you. That's what March Badness does for your it, basketball doesn't it? program. That's yep. exactly right. Once you've tasted it. Mm, have uh, to do anything else. Yeah, I mean, and, and those are, you know, and, and a lot of times with those other particular terms, I think there's there's times where it makes some sense for programs. Certainly. I, I do believe that. I mean, I, it, depending on how that works. But I would say that if you probably, if you, if you asked our student athletes after, say, you've lost in the Summit League Championship, to, 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 not, to have to then maybe kind of go that it's not an NIT or NCAA, yeah. probably hard, yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, well, those are certainly a lot of great basketball coming up. Exciting to see how things shake out. So basically, as tough as it is for UND people, maybe be cheering for the Bison on Wednesday night because that'll maybe help the rest of the conference when you get a victory. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you could, you know, depending on who you are, um, you, you, you can't win. You can't lose either way. Yeah, that's true. That and is so, a good point. Depending on how you want to look at it. Right. Well said. You I can make say. your choice, and, you, and like and like your political uh, affiliation or religious mm -hmm. affiliation, you don't have to say what you're what you're saying thinking. <laughs> but everyone can win. Oh, I love it. Well, there you go. That's a good. That's a good way to look at it. Even if there you go. Okay. Good. Good. Well, yeah, we'll, there we'll you shut go. that book and we'll move on. Um, speaking of speaking of winning, there there is a winner and a loser most of the time on the soccer pitch as we transition uh, as the Spurs turn. You make your way into the Champions League quarterfinals. The draw came out this past weekend. You get drawn with Manchester City, of course. Yes. Beautiful. Yep. But again, when four, four English teams made the quarterfinals, first time that's happened since 2009, you were going to probably get paired up with somebody from the Premier League. It just thinks that you got, you got stuck with, you know, I Man mean, City. Possibly the favorites in the competition. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's one of those, if you had to play them at some point in time, you, when did Liverpool play them? When did Liverpool play City? Last uh, year. January. No, quarters. Oh, I, I apologize. In the quarters. Yes, played them in the quarterfinals. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I think they're going to be much more dialed this year. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, you know, at least they don't have to go traveling very far. <laughs> and they'll have, we'll have them in our new facility, right. which is opening April 3rd. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. They're really good. I mean, I, it, and we're very um, vulnerable, you Get know. Getting healthy, though, at the right time. And you've got a lot of time off. It's a, exactly. So international break's coming up. Yep. You get this extra week now to kind of get guys back. Obviously, a lot of your players will be going to play for England and various yep. clubs or you know countries around the world. But it sets up a really unique 
month from April, the, or sorry, the March the 23rd, 21st, excuse me, you play Liverpool. There's another date in between. Then you get City three times in 11 days, twice in the Champions League and then once in the Premier League. We're going to get to know him well. You're going to get to know him real well. Yeah. Real well I by know. the end of that. So that'll be fun. Um, when you look at the rest of the draw, uh, Liverpool, by the way, we had potted last week as they were getting ready to play Bayern Munich. They won that game 3-1. to one. So they're moving on to the quarterfinals. They get Porto, which is a much sort of quote-unquote easier draw, a team mm -hmm. from the Portuguese league that traditionally has not been quite as good as the rest of the, the elites in Europe. Ajax gets uh, Ronaldo's Juventus and Man United gets Barcelona. So kind of a glamour tie there with Man U and Barca playing each other. But if you win, so again, if you beat Man City, you get the Ajax-Juventus winner, which is not necessarily the worst draw. That's probably better than having to play yep. Barca or Man United. So if you want to flesh it out and look ahead, which I know you don't like to do to we assume don't. you're going to win, no. but We're possibly good. a path there. We're good. Raising a trophy. You yeah, you know, know. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, the uh, it, it should be a lot of fun, uh, those those matches for sure. The, uh, um, you know, I, I, I read something over the weekend too, and is this accurate? Man City is going for the quadruple? Technically, yes. Yep. Fourth, looking for their fourth because they've already won the Carabao Cup, so they won the League Cup already. Yep. They're still in the hunt for the Premier League, of course. They're leading right now. Well, secondly in second place, but, you know, game in yeah. hand, whatever. They're in the running for the Champions League, and they're also in the running for the FA Cup. So you could win four trophies in one season. Wow. Which is nuts. Which, so, you know, I know the Spurs are playing, quote-unquote, on two fronts. They're playing now on three fronts because I think they've already won the Yeah, one. already, already so, got the one. Yep. So, you know, it is – Deep as they are, though, they're incredibly deep. Um, and did I see where they got the uh, Chelsea penalty as well, where they can't do transfer windows for the next two transfer They're in windows? the process. So they're appealing the decision because they broke financial fair play rules. So it's a different thing. Chelsea, oh, Chelsea got dinged for – yeah, yeah, they were picking up youth players from different countries at ages when they shouldn't have been. They've been banned now from transfer dealings for two windows. City just spent too much money. Oh, so they're they're in the process oh. of appealing that yeah it's oh we'll see what happens they could be slapped with a similar ban but okay yeah talk about first world problems yes it's for them just right spending too much too money much money yes yeah, got it so and we were the only team first time first premier team ever <laughs> to not never size. and and then <laughs> we doubled down and we di doubled down two windows in a row why not right. We were the first one to do it in the first window. With it now, we, we might as well do it well. We did it well. <laughs> Got to pay for that stadium bill. I know. Although uh, Daniel Levy came out and said that we are going to end up buying some players in the summer. Oh, wow. We have a budget for it. Well, well, they've saved. They've certainly saved enough. There should be a surplus yes. now. So. And Christian Eriksen will be gone. Uh, for me, for the, they'll, the, yeah. the, Real will, will push them, and I, I'm actually okay with that. I've come to terms with yeah. it. Uh, if they get that do Boy. that dollar amount. Then they'll be able to because they yeah. need a they need a bigger they need a longer bigger squad. deeper squad yeah. yep and and I don't know what Deli Alley can do at that point in time but I, they'll be fine yeah. they'll look, be fine look at Bill already coming to that level of acceptance in the stages of grief that some of these guys are going to be leaving good they're for gone. you I'm they're gone I'm happy for Harry you. Kane will stay he'll be gone yeah okay. that will be the deal so there you go but we have more soccer to be played yes have, there is we have yes. eight left in the Premier League yes. and I'm we've got to go six and two so there you go. It's all there. It's all still there. It's all, all in front of us. Oh, good stuff. That's for sure. Wes, thanks for sticking around and listening to the end of that. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, good. Anything else for you guys you want to touch base on before we wrap things up? No, sounds good. I think, I think, we're, I think we're good. I think, I think we should tap out. Sounds good. That sounds good to me, too. Well, big thanks to Eric Martinson for stopping by, for Bill Chaves, for David Folsky. I'm Alex Steiner. Thanks again, Wes, and everybody else for listening. We'll talk again next week.